Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. It is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you in. Week 13 kicks off tonight. Foxborough, Buffalo, New England, a division matchup as we say hi. Look at the man, he's clapping already. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, How you doing, man? Welcome. I'm good. And uh, week thirteen, can you believe it already? We're at week thirteen of the it's season. My just, lord, huh? Well, I joked with you. You were talking uh, to your granddaughter Sienna before the show. She wasn't born not too long ago. The season yeah, just started. It's week thirteen. It's going to be a year on Saturday. Oh, is she? Yeah, year on Saturday. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's amazing. That's great to hear. Time flies. Week you thirteen know? in the NFL. I can't. It's. You want to slow it down. It's like with your children. You want to slow the time down. Yeah. You want to slow the you want to slow the season down. Uh, but to be honest with you, you know, you and I were joking about non-betters talking about the slate not being very competitive last week. This week, thirteen slate, you've got six matchups with teams with winning records. The Bills, Patriots tonight, just for fun, I'll tell you: Chiefs, Bengals. Titans at the Eagles, Commanders at the Giants, Jets at the Vikings, Dolphins at the 49ers. Like, this is all 12 except the Patriots, who are sitting eight as far as on the bubble, as far as the playoffs. This is a pretty good week and competitive week here. Right, and and look, we didn't talk about, you know, Pittsburgh plays Atlanta. Not that Pittsburgh has a chance at the playoffs, but Atlanta does. So that's a playoff game for Atlanta, right? I mean, that's oh, yeah. a, that's a complete oh, yeah. playoff game for Atlanta, you know. Every game from here on out's a playoff game for Chicago, you know. I mean, excuse me for Green Bay, and and then we've got New Orleans, Tampa on Monday night to kind of close it out. So the Chargers, the Chargers, Vegas games almost is a playoff game too. Good one. I mean, the Good Chargers one. have to win, you know. So there's a lot of great games going on, and I'm sure there'll be even better games within the games. But and that doesn't even mention Deshaun Watson going back to Houston. That that to me is going to be the interesting one because no one's betting Houston. You know, but for me as an executive, if Lovey Smith's team doesn't rally and play really well and cover this seven number and challenge to beat this Cleveland team, I don't know if there's going to be any hope. I mean, I went through my numbers, Patrick, this week. They ranked in the bottom seven in 14 of the 19 categories that matter. They're terrible. 
but they have but this is their moment to shine if they can. Well, there's a lot here, right? Cleveland Houston, this number is 7 with Cleveland laying it. Now, just as far as the outside aspect of this, of course, Deshaun Watson returns to Houston. Ten of the victims will be there in attendance at the game. A lot of pressure on Watson. Hasn't played in a couple of years. I think you're right. I think Houston's in an awesome spot catching a touchdown here. I mean, you've talked about Lovey not having a ton of talent, but at the same time, they went on. They moved on from Coley after a season. It wouldn't be crazy for them to move on, right, from Lovey after well, a year. I mean, Arthur Arthur Smith doesn't have a ton of talent. I mean, I'll give you Mike Good Vrabel one. doesn't have a ton of talent, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Mike Tomlin doesn't have a ton of talent. I mean, that this is a this league isn't filled with a ton of talent. You know, there's a few teams that look. Let's face it. Have you ever seen a league? I've never seen this, and I've been watching football all my life, but I don't think I can remember a team that won a Super Bowl that looks as bad as the defending the Super Bowl. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh no! I mean, the Rams aren't even competitive now. No. Now Aaron Donald's not going to play, so watch how that falls apart quickly. You know, they're they're a. I mean, they're a ten point dog at home to Seattle, and we and the, when you look at this, you say, "Wait a second, wait a second. No, excuse me. The, in in the open in the in the spring lot, they were going to be a ten point favorite. Now they're a seven point dog." <laughs> Think about that. Look ahead. Rams laying 10. We've had a 17-point flip. Seattle's laying 7 at the Rams. And Donald and other Rams are making what we call business decisions moving forward. Yo, so that's going to be a team to fade. No I, I don't doubt. know how that line doesn't go to 7.5 soon. I really don't. No, And well, people juice, are actually... Yep. Yeah, I mean, people are betting. I mean, why would you bet the Rams? I mean, what have you seen out of the Rams that is going to – 61% of the money's coming in on the Rams. I, I can't see that, but not that we want to talk about the Rams. But I think it's indicative of the season that we're dealing with. I think you're Who right. Who is good? Who is good? We should play the game. Good, great, basic. I just yeah. made it up on the spot. We'll we'll do we'll I'll come up with something. We'll come up with a good, great, basic, basic, good, great, something like that. So what it also comes back to coaching, something that you're very good on. And and that is, you know, Monday night, not to go backtrack too much, but you and I were on Indy. We were wrong the whole game. And it just right. tells you, and they had an opportunity, I get it, but it just tells you. You know, Tomlin, if you go Vrabel, Belichick, Tomlin, that's a pretty good three three coaches. Yeah. That's a pretty good place to start. But his team is just prepared. Like, it's not right. overly talented, but if you watched him on Monday night, his team's tight, man. They're, they're prepared. They play hard. They can adjust during the game. I mean, the Saturday at the end of the game was a disaster. Oh I gosh. talked about it on the pod. You know, the reason you save timeouts in, in the two-minute drill is – you want to be able to throw the ball in the middle of the field, but you also want to be able to call a timeout when you get sacked. And as an old lineman, I mean, that's a golden rule in the league. You get sacked, you got to call timeout because by the time those guys come back, get to the line of scrimmage, everybody gets set, way too many plays are gone by. I made a suggestion on my pod, and I, I don't have a lot of suggestions for television. I know Will Hill does, but I don't. But I would do this. I would definitely have a four-point play promoter. You know, anytime the ball's in the red zone and it's third down, you know, run a graphic sponsored by Corona Lights or whatever, sponsored by VEASAN, DraftKings, whomever, okay? And this is a four-point play. This is going to matter in the game. And then the other thing I would do is next to the play clock after the two-minute warning, Patrick, I would have 
how many plays are left, not how much time's left. Interesting. Right? So so the fan at home can understand that after the two-minute warning, and they can watch the play, like you would have just seen – you would have just seen – the play amount of plays left in the game just start dwindling as Saturday wasn't caught. It would have been more visual to you. Right. And you would have seen how, how egregious he was in not calling a timeout after a sack. Like that's what you have to do is and it shows the public. Like it's not, it's not time on the clock. It's plays. How many plays are left in the game? And when you didn't call that timeout, you just gave them a bunch of plays and you're an offense that can't score a lot of points. That's a great – because that clock can be deceiving, right? So you're right. looking at the clock, and it could be – that's a bit of a deception there. But if you throw the plays Especially there, when you have timeouts. When you have timeouts, if you have t- – I mean, he let, he let 65 seconds go off the clock. With three timeouts, 65 seconds, I mean, that could be eight plays. Is there something about – and I'm curious. I'm glad you, you're talking about it. Is there something about being in the moment where you lose your combobulation or you just lose your sense because – He's sitting on the couch. It's as basic as basic gets to use timeouts there, and he doesn't. Like, what happens to somebody in that moment? It's too big for well, him. I th- I, well, I think what happens is they haven't prepared for the moment, right? So there's a huge problem. The, you know, people confuse strategy and decision-making. Decision-making is what am I going to do based on the strategy that I performed? So you've rehearsed it in your mind, right? Great play callers always watch games, they always watch games on college with their play sheets in front of them on Saturday night so they can get themselves, okay, it's third and six, ball's on the right hash, here's what I would call. Second and ten, ball middle of the field, here's what I would call. They're just using the game that they're watching as a rehearsal. And as a head coach, you've got to rehearse it. When that timeout happened at two-minute, I mean – Saturday needed to say, okay, we're going to get this first down. If we get the first down right on the ball, I want to be able to throw something quick, stop the clock, let's go. I want to play. I don't want to stop the clock. I want to do this. this. That's strategy. That's not decision-making. That's what we miss. I, I did uh, – what show did I do? I did Doug Gottlieb or somebody, and they, we were arguing about – he was like, well, it's not fair. No, you don't understand the difference between strategy and decision-making. Like decision-making is I'm going to kick the field goal. The strategy is how, where do we have to go to get the field goal? May I ask, just to follow up, what was the person and what was they, what were they saying wasn't fair? The fact that he's put in this situation, he accepted the job. Like, he's not prepared Well, I mean, for you it. know, like, no, I, and I, what I try to explain to, the, to his audience was simply this. Like, this is not about, this goes into the preparation. Game management doesn't happen on Sunday. That's the decision-making that happens on Sunday. The strategy has to happen Monday through Saturday. How are we going to play this situation? How are we going to handle that? What are we going to do here? What's the adjustment? You know, like I've said, and I told this to Russo, I mean, his involvement in the game on Sunday is no different than me and Russo, only we have drinks in our hands and he doesn't. <laughs> you, Your texts on Monday night when Saturday was absolutely melting down and frozen in the moment – your text must have been just absolutely outrageous because, I mean, that's what people were waiting for. They were waiting for that high-leverage spot where he lost his mind. And, and, and here's the thing. He sold, and I said this on my pod, he sold as a monomaniac, right? That's somebody who is so deeply ingrained into one thing they can't really – that's all they focus on, right? Well, if you're an offensive lineman 
and you've been so ingrained and you've played with Hall of Fame players and you've played 12 years in the league and you've done all these things, doesn't it come to know that when you get sacked, you have to call timeout? The reason you have those timeouts is to throw the ball in the middle of the field and in case you get sacked, you got to use one. And how much of it do you put on Ryan? See, I'm going coach on this. I think the coach has to be ahead of the quarterback there. because. The, but do you put any of it on Ryan not to use the timeout? Well, I mean, no, because the coach will tell you he calls the timeouts, especially in the right. two-minute warning. I call right. timeouts. Yeah, that was a disaster. Uh, just an absolute – you, you watched a person freeze. And everybody that said leading up to it that you have to have experience, I mean, that was – Pretty indicative. I, I no? didn't have the volume on. I don't know what they said, but I can't. But I'm sure they were very polite. <laughs> they, I think they were waxing poetic about Jeff Saturday's involvement as far as firing the team up, not using timeouts. Uh, Kyler Murray, we got to discuss. Patrick Peterson went in. Murray has responded. That's next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. How's this for benevolence? The VEASAN Cyber Monday deal has been extended. Sign up today to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. And when you do, you're going to get everything we offer. You're going to get the picks. You're going to get Lombardi's exclusive articles. You're going to get every betting guide we offer. You get the tools like our betting splits, which are probably worth signing up for alone. Deep dive into the daily betting reports. Plus, as soon as you sign up today, you're going to get $30 in credit to spend at the VEASAN store. So again, VEASAN Cyber Monday extended. 30 bucks for you right now. Just go to vsin.com slash subscribe to sign up. It's extended. It's vsin.com slash subscribe, but it won't last. So make sure you check that out as we welcome you back. I was just taking a look, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We mentioned 
Week 13 underway, Buffalo, New, New England. It, it's going to be cold, but it's perfect weather, right? I mean, you get 8-mile-an-hour winds, 35, 33 miles, 33 uh, as far as the temperature. No precipitation up in New England tonight, so there's nothing wrong there. No, it's going to be easy. I mean, they practice in it every day. It'll be – look, this is going to be a hard game for New England because we know – I'm shocked the line's going in the direction of New England. Would it start at 5.5? It's down to th- – there's some threes out there, Patrick. Circle with the three. Yeah, you nailed it. Started open five and a half with the Bills on the road lane. It's down to three and a half at most shops. In fact, Circuit just went back to three and a half off the three, but you're right. I did see a couple threes popping up earlier. I, I think today. that moved back. I think the Trent Brown move might have stabilized it at three and a half. I don't know because he's went on the injury report today along with Isaiah Wind, who's not going to play. So their two tackles could be out of the game. Not that Isaiah Wind has played very well most of the season. He and DeJustice has been rotating through the last couple of weeks. But look, until I see it, I got you know, I don't know if New England can stop them. They've not made them punt in eight quarters. And when you go back to the last time they played in Foxborough, back uh, the day after Christmas, in a game that yep. New England needed to win, right? I mean, they dominated that game completely. They held the ball for 35 minutes. They they gained 428 yards. New England couldn't throw the ball at all, you know, and it was actually made a lot closer. The score was, even though it was, what, 33-21 or 33-21, like but it was misleading. It, You're 100% right. It was right. not as close as that. I mean, they, they gave the ball up on downs one time. I mean, the second half went like this. Field goal, touchdown, touchdown, end of game. So, Michael mentioned at 33-21, December 26th last year, remember the Patriots beat the Bills. I think it was 14-10 early in the year at Buffalo, but then you had yeah, the dismantling. Yeah, but that was the win game, right? That yeah. was the win game. That was the win game. 100%. And that game, that game should be marked in time because that's the game where Buffalo decided we got to get Allen involved. They were in the red zone a couple times in that game, and they didn't score. And they threw it. Remember the last play of the game? Miles Bryant makes a play. They're trying to throw it in the end zone. Now he yeah. runs it a lot when he gets down there. He just takes off and goes. So let me set this up for you. So, of course, the dismantling in the wild card round in Buffalo, 47-17. Everybody remembers that. A couple things. Buffalo and Miami are sitting atop the East at 8-3. and three. They did lose the Bills to the Dolphins. So there's a tie break right there right now with those two teams tied atop. New England, 6-5. and five. So New England's very much in the mix. This is going to be your third road game in 12 days for the Bills. Von Miller is out. We know that. McDermott also said this week there's a flu-like illness that's rushing through the locker room right now. So just a couple of things against the Bills. Just the travel, obviously, and everything they were dealing with with that snowstorm at home. Yeah, I mean, look, and you know, it's been going through a lot of teams. I don't think I don't. I think it's going through my grandkids in both houses. Yep. You know, it's everywhere. This flu bug is <clears throat> whether it's COVID or the flu. I think it's going. We don't talk about the COVID anymore, but it's still out there, and so. Uh, I'm sure it's going to affect them. But look, the, 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 the Bills, I mean, that playoff game was 27-3 to at the half, Patrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was over before it got started. I mean, the Patriots started the game off with nine plays. They throw an interception. And Buffalo went touchdown, 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 end of half. And not that so, that wasn't good enough. They started yeah. the second half with touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Yeah, it was brutal. If you were a Patriot backer, that start of the second was, it was brutal. And, you know, I think, I'm sure you know this, but the Patriots sit six in scoring defense. They're giving up a little over 18 points per, but they gave up 33 on Thanksgiving. Seven of those, or six of those on that 97-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. 
The, what's fascinating here is most betters are pointing to this, Michael. After a slow start, New England's 5-2 and two straight up over their last seven, but here are the quarterbacks they beat. Uh, Brissett, Goff, Ellinger, and Zach Wilson twice. Obviously, yeah. pro betters are pointing to the lack of competition there at the quarterback position. And look, and let's face it, I mean, when they played a six-back offense – you know, back in the, uh, October before Halloween, they gave up twenty. They, they they gave up thirty-three points to the Bears. They couldn't stop the Bears in that game. And that was coming off of a two-game win streak. When they played Baltimore, they couldn't stop Baltimore. Baltimore scored thirty-seven on them. I mean, they struggle to play in space. They struggle to tackle this big guy, and it's hard for them. It's not going to be an easy game for them. They're going to have to control it. Not the Damian Harris isn't going to play. That means Stevenson's going to. They're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to kind of find a way to control the pace of this game, win the game with a kicking game play here or there, control field position. But they got to get stops. I mean, they haven't gotten stops in the two games, Patrick. I mean, you know, I mean, they haven't gotten stops. I mean, it's not even a question of. I mean, Buffalo was six for seven on third down in, in the playoff game, you know, and and in the other and then in the other game, I, I think they were. Oh, in the other game, there were six for 12, but they went for it four times on fourth downs, and they got three of them. Meanwhile, New England, in the game in New England, was one for 10 on third down. Third down red zone, you talk about it all the time. The second lowest TD percentage as far as the rate in the NFL this year belongs to the New England Patriots. They have to get going in the red zone. They have to be more efficient. The play calling has to be better. Mac played well on Thanksgiving, 382, two touchdowns, most importantly, no turnovers. But those red zone numbers have to get better. I mean, they have to get better offensively completely, right? So, you know, when you break down this game and you look at all the and you look at all the key components that make up how do you win a football game, you know, the Bills are are really good in a lot of these areas. I mean, when you do that, you know, the Bills are, you know, they're strong in 10 of the 19 areas when it comes to winning the game. They're they're good in they're they're in the top twelve and two. So in, in, in 12 areas, they're in the top 12, 10 of them in the top seven. New England's only good in seven, uh, seven of those areas. Plus, New England is weak in, in three and four areas in the bottom. You know, New England's not very good in third down defense. They're not very good in first downs per game. You know, so they give up a lot of plays like that, and it becomes a real issue. Their offensive line is, is 26th in the league in protecting the quarterback. You know, they're 24th. Not only are they bad in the red zone, they're 24th in red zone trips. They don't get there enough. That's hard. I, I mean, I'm shocked the line's going this way. I really am. Somebody knows way more than I know. Well, it does from obviously what you're saying, and we'll get an official play for you towards the end of the show. We've got uh, Will Hill coming up. We've got professional handicapper Mike Samich. We've got Bon Vivant, Mike Palm, who we always look forward to on Thursdays, yet to come here on the Lombardi line. Quickly on this, and then we can move on, but just – as a refresher for the audience, let them know you've got how many variables you point to and how it adds up for each team. Can you go through that quickly? You don't have to give me specifics on every one, but your well, measuring 19, system. To me, there's 19 categories to me that determine you know, winning. And it isn't how many points you scored. It's obviously points per play. You know, it, it's, it's how many red zone trips do you get, right? You know, how many punts per play do you average? That's a critical number we don't talk about. That means you're not moving the football. That encompasses not converting third downs, you know. And so you might be good on – you might have some good third downs percentage-wise, but when you have too many punts per play, that means you're, 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 you're just you – ha- you're not converting. And so it kind of tries to balance it out. Fourth quarter is critical. The middle eight is critical. 
you know, how teams handle that. The last five games, to me, is as important as anything. Like, you take this giant Washington game. The last five games, Washington, uh, the Giants have not played very well. Meanwhile, Washington has. So even though the handicap says the Giants have a better power rankings based on numbers, the last five has to weigh a little bit in your mind. So those are the things. You rate the staff, the quarterback. You know, you got to rate the quarterbacks every week, too, because that changes. Because if you just stick with your same quarterback rating, you know, Matthew Stafford would have been a top 10 player. Now the Rams are 32nd in terms of ranked quarterback. Adjusting the algorithm as the season progresses. That's what Michael Lombardi uses, his 19-point plan. So it does appear that you feel three, three and a half feels light here. Obviously, from your words, I'm, I'm guessing three seems super light. Is three and a half still light tonight with Buffalo laying it? I, I, you know, Patrick, I had this game as a, as a 4.78 game. You know, I thought five was kind of like right there, the number. And there's been a ton of steam, if you will, to New England. I don't know if they're worthy of it. I mean, they haven't played great at home this year. I mean, let's be clear. Lose to Baltimore at home. Lose to Chicago at home. They haven't played the six-back offense very well. Lost to Chicago at home. Lost to Baltimore at home in the six-back offense. I don't know how fast they are on defense. Can they handle it? You know, they haven't made this team punt in eight quarters. There's no evidence to say New England's going to fix this. Now, you could say that somebody in Vegas knows something. I don't know what they know because I've watched both games. I mean, the last game was a total domination. You won't text Bill right now and say, how are you going to shut down the big guy, Allen, tonight? You won't text him. Yes, that. Um, well, you probably will. You just wouldn't read it on the air. Now, when we come back, I've been waiting to hear your take on the mayor. I know you were fired up on the GM shuffle about it. Murray drama in the desert next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the betting splits I mentioned part of the VSIN Pro tools. Now, this is the most popular by far because it's important when you're wagering, you want to know where that money's going, where the bets are going for every game. And it's updated from DraftKings every 10 minutes. So today's games and future events over at VSIN.com, but you have to be a pro. So VSIN.com slash subscribe to get the betting splits as we welcome you back week 13 kicks off tonight one of the things that you notice as the season kind of trudges along is one we want it to slow down we're already week 13 but those thursday games come fast those those thursday games come quicker towards the as we get towards the end of the year because you can tell these teams there's the flu they're injured it's just that quick turnaround comes a little bit faster no yeah no doubt i mean and and the week just seems to go by so quick and with a good game tonight, I mean, the thing is, is these are compelling games. It's it's going to be so much fun to Very. to to watch and to see the adjustments and see really this is a game that that I'm sure the Patriots spent a lot of time working on uh, in the off season. Like, how are we going to handle this guy? What are we going to do? How do we want to play this the six back offense? How do we handle it? We got to set the edge on both sides. What are we going to treat it? You know, kind of handle all that stuff. So I, I think ultimately. Uh, this is going to be a lot of work that has gone into this week. It just didn't start on, on Friday after the Minnesota game. Buffalo's three and a half right now. As Michael mentioned, there were a couple shops reporting threes earlier today, but right now, real time, we're seeing pretty much everybody at three and a half. Circus Juice, they're headed back to three. 
DraftKings going the other way. They're at minus 115 on the three and a half. So we'll keep you updated on that. Now, just a little perspective and context here. Last year, the Arizona Cardinals, Michael, finished 11 and six. Remember, they opened the season seven and oh, and then they went and there was obviously something amiss when they went to the Rams in that wild card game because they weren't into it. The coach wasn't into it. The quarterback wasn't into it. And here we go. Uh, in January, DraftKings opened the Cardinals Super Bowl odds at 25 to 1. Those were the 13th best odds in the NFL. Their win total was set at 8.5. They're 4 and 8, and they're on a bye. And there's been drama. One thing I will say, and I'll let you run with this Kyler Murray, that was concerted. That was a power play when he went to the podium and said, schematically, we're effed. Remember, the Cardinals extended Kingsbury, they extended Kyler Murray. Murray looks like he wants a new head coach. Murray has been questioned as far as, is he selfish? Patrick Peterson went on Bryant McFadden's podcast and said this. He's saying Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. <laughs> That's just a matter of the fact. Well, well, yeah, well, I, I got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I can't, I can't argue that I don't know him personally. You played with him for a few years, so I got to take your word for it. He did. He played with him, Patrick Peterson, in 19 and 20 Let's start there. Were you shocked that a player amongst the fraternity would call out another player? Well, I mean, I, I applaud him for it. I, I, I don't know. Brian McFadden, you know, played at the Steelers, a Florida State kid. We've had him on the Lombardi line before, but, you know, he said he didn't know. If you watch the games, you know. He has no connection to his teammates. Just pay attention to the game. You know, you've been, a, you've been an NFL player your whole life. I mean, you know what it's like. I, I was listening to Todd Bowles talk to his team about – connectivity about accountability you know and and he said look guys this isn't a job you did this for free in high school you know and so because you did it for free in high school you know now that you're getting paid doesn't make it a job and how you interact with your teammates is no different than when it was in high school I, I don't understand why this why people are surprised by Patrick's comments I mean we've been saying on the Lombardi line for a year over a year you know, we've been saying it on the GM shuffle for two years, three. I mean, it's never been. You ask any of his ex-teammates, and, and I've got texts from people that played there. That, that Nobody has a good word to say about him as a teammate. I'm not talking about as a human being. You know, that's a separate issue, right? I don't know what his private life's like, and I don't right. really care. I know what I see and what I hear in terms of the interaction. And then when he throws the coach under the bus, the coach who got him paid, you know, like let me ask you this question. That contract, who could they trade that contract to? Who wants Nobody. that player? Nobody's Nobody. taking that player. Nobody's taking that I mean, he stands up there like he's like, oh, my God, everybody wants me and my 6.1 yards per attempt average. Like, seriously, Kyler, I mean, that's what we want. We want, you know, like, do you understand that, that the reason you can't play very good right now is because people rush you a certain way? And because they rush you a certain way, it's challenging? I mean, if, if Hopkins didn't come, I mean, do you realize Hopkins is the leading receiver on this team and, and he missed six games? <laughs> well, Kyler Murray fired back. So this was last night when Peterson said, Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray on the podcast. Three hours later on Twitter, Kyler Murray said, this isn't true. You want some weird S P2 Peterson. That's his handle. You got my number. If you really felt like this is a big bro or a mentor, you, you're supposed to call me and tell me, not drag me so your podcast can grow. So that was Kyler Murray's response. 
the way that it works in social media, everybody's going to hear everything. He heard it and he responded. So there's his response. Any response to his response? I don't have any, but I could applaud Peterson for saying what we all should, what people should that cover the sport, that have watched the sport, should say if they see it. You know, it's not being malicious. It's just, it's just. Look, you know, Buda Baker's out there. Every teammate's out there. You don't go out. What does that tell you? You were not getting tended on the sideline to an injury. You sat there. You made a decision, a conscious effort to stay there as if you didn't care. What does that tell you? Every other Cardinal teammate was out there worried about their teammate. You weren't. You sat on the bench. How do you defend that? Can't defend How do you it. defend that? Can't defend it. He does seem to be a bit of an introvert, like a person that keeps to himself an introvert. But this is this is bigger. He manipulated the organization into paying him, as you mentioned. He got paid, and now he's exerting his power. And he's exerting his power. Like, for example, not going out on the field, that's calculated. He knows people are going to talk about it. Going after the coach, that was calculated. Like, this is, you're going to have to deal with a lot over the next, how many more years left on this contract extension? It's a, there's a lot to go here. You know, it's funny because on the podcast today, we talked about what would you do if you're Denver? You know, and, and one of the things you have to do if you're Denver is have, have an honest conversation. And this is something that I don't think has been having with, with Kyler Murray. I mean, you know, they didn't put that clause in his contract because he was a hard worker. I mean, they didn't put that clause in his contract because he was watching so much tape that they didn't have to worry. That just didn't appear. That was negotiated and agreed to by all parties because it wasn't happening. And now you're trying to defend yourself? You could say, oh, once the media found out it wasn't fair, you know, you're being hard on the quarterback. No, you're not. It was negotiated by both parties. It was agreed to. You signed the contract. It didn't get slipped in there. Your agent, who represents everybody in the building, agreed to it. He had to tell you he agreed to it because you were going to have to comply to it. Like, And all of a sudden, then they take it away. They're scared to death of this player. They're scared. Nobody tells this kid the truth. So they've created their own monster. They've created their own problem. And the stipulation in the contract was that homework edict, right? Where they said you have to yeah, do Yeah, to do some up. work. Yeah. To yes, care about the team. You know, it's yes. funny. On the Daily Coach today, you know, when I went down to Australia, we talked about, I spent some time with Alistair Clarkson, who's the Bill Belichick of Australian Rules Football. He's won four premierships. You know, he changed teams. He got fired at Hawthorne. Now he's at North Melbourne, the greatest nickname of all time, the Kangaroos. And, and he had a team meeting. And he basically said, fellas, we live in a world where I'm going to try to change a me culture into a we culture. And, I, and he was brutally honest. He said, hey, some, it's not about can you, play in, can you play footy. Everybody can play footy. But can you play footy the right way? Kyler Murray can play football. But does he play it the right way? Does he play it to a winning level? Of course he doesn't. The what preceded the question or what preceded Peterson calling out Murray was Bryant McFadden asked Peterson, do you think Kingsbury is going to be used as a scapegoat? And then that's when Peterson said, Kyler only cares about Kyler. Do you feel as though Mur Kingsbury is being used as a scapegoat or has he done a of poor job with the four and eight team? I mean, of course he is. He's taken all the blame. Every media member kills, kills him. They all kill Cliff. And he's an easy guy to kill because he wasn't successful at Texas Tech. He got put in that job there. He was going to be the offensive coordinator at USC. Correct. You know, I mean, he got put in the job. He's easy to, but how about Steve Kime? How does he not take a, how does he not take this? Like, 
the two people that did the worst contracts in all of football last year were Denver with Russell Wilson and Kime with him. And he nobody gives Kime any crap. His team's terrible. His team's terrible. A.J. Green is, hard, is not even a – I mean, he's out there. I know he was once a great player. He's got – he averages 6.7 yards a catch. You brought him back. You signed him. Like, tell me, tell me what you've – tell me why you're any good as a team. This team's never been good. I mean, you drafted Josh Rosen. If it wasn't for Kingsbury, you wouldn't have had it. And now you go pay this guy 250 Come on. Great question you guys brought up on the GM Shuffle. Who's got it worse? Just all things considered. Denver with Russell moving forward or Arizona with Kyler moving forward. That's a tricky one because there's a lot involved I would say Arizona. humans. I would say Arizona because this kid is impossible to deal with. I don't think this kid's kid easy to deal with. I'm not saying Russell is, but I, I would have a hard time dealing with I, I would have a hard time going to the stadium every day and watching Kyler Murray play based on his attitude towards what it takes to win a championship. And Murray's young. He's only going to get more petulant and defiant. That He's rich, too, really Patrick. Don't forget that. And he's, he's rich. rich, too. There's, no, there's nowhere else to point. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football fans, turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop on any Monday or Thursday night pro football game. So, coming up tonight, if your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long over at BetMGM, so you can wager confidently. Make sure you check it out. Just place a single first touchdown score prop tonight with the Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots. 25 bucks back if you don't hit it over at BetMGM. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. you got to be 21 years or older to get involved. As we welcome you back, we are presented here by BetMGM. This is the Lombardi Line. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having Nice holiday season as we, wow, I didn't even realize that. We're officially in December. It's December 1 today, so 
we plow along. Week 13 tonight, Michael Lombardi, Buffalo, lane three and a half right now. We bring in our VEASAN insider and host, Will Hill, our buddy, to join us. We say hi to Will. Are you a little surprised? Now, Circo did go to three earlier today. They're back to three and a half, pretty even on the juice. But it looks like this number could creep back to three. Yeah, I think if you like New England, I think three and a half is the last point. Once it gets to three, man, I don't. I, I'd be very careful about taking only the three, especially when you had all week to take five, five and a half, four and a half. I like New England. I'm with everybody else, which always scares you. I just, I think it's more of a fade of Buffalo than anything. Uh, ever since Allen got hurt, now he hasn't missed any games, but they lost to Minnesota. That game against Cleveland was probably closer than the final score because Cleveland dropped a couple touchdowns early. Cle Cleveland had some miscues where they could have uh, taken control of that game. And I thought last week, I picked Detroit. Remember, I, I came on during the game. I was like, I think Detroit's going to win the game. They certainly yep. had their chances, whether it was Dan yep. Campbell, whether it was roughing the passer, messing up the clock. I thought Detroit had their chances to win the game. So I think it's more of a fade of Buffalo, whether it's the flu, uh, Dawkins, the left tackle, Micah Hyde, Allen, Von Miller. It's just injuries. So you can point back to those last uh, year's games, Buffalo and New England, and that's certainly scary here if you have New England because that was like the varsity versus the JV. I just don't know that Buffalo's in good form here. And New England, um, you know, we were just talking off the air about New England-Minnesota last week. I thought New England got some rough calls, you know, whether it was the Hunter-Henry touchdown that wasn't the holding call on the kickoff return. They really, that game should have been a lot closer, probably should have been a New England win. I thought Mack really threw some strikes, probably his best game all year. So I, I think this is more of a fade of Buffalo. I'm on New England, but like I said, it always makes me nervous when I'm on the side that everybody seems to be on. You know, but I, my point is this, is there's no evidence. Forget that what happened last week. Forget what happened two weeks ago. These two teams played eight quarters. The last time they played, Buffalo went scored touchdowns on every possession. Then the time before that, Buffalo didn't punt either. Like, New England in eight quarters hasn't made this team punt or slowed them down. And, you know, they couldn't defend McKenzie the last time they played him. You know, they might take digs away. I, I don't know where – the love, like, how does this game go? They struggle to stop a six-back attack. They struggled against Baltimore. They struggled against uh, Chicago badly. Got humiliated by Chicago. I, I just don't see it. I, I, I mean, and, and look, I'm rooting for the Patriots. I admit that. That's my friend. I, I love every, a lot of people up there. But you got to be objective here. Like, I, I don't see how they can stay with this team, especially considering they have a hard time tackling the quarterback. I'll make you feel better, Will. BetMGM's reporting 77% of the bets, 75% of the handle on the bills. So okay. maybe a lot of the sharp bettors you know and you text with are on the Pats, but only 23% of the bets being reported at BetMGM on the Patriots and 25%. So that does tell you maybe some sharp money hitting that number down. Will mentioned open five and a half all the way down to three and a half. How about the East? Let's take a look. New England's six and five. They're in last place. Right now, Buffalo's a minus 220 to win the East. Miami's coming back the other way, plus 225. And remember, they got a game in hand on the Bills. They beat them. And you didn't even mention the Jets, who have beaten both the Bills and the Dolphins, which I guess you have to take seriously here. If they could ever beat Minnesota, they're in Buffalo next week, so they have two tough games here coming up. But after that, I think it's Jags, Lions, then they finish with Miami. So, look, I don't think the Jets are going to win, but with White, who's at least a competent quarterback, it looks like. Obviously, I think a, a big upgrade over Wilson. Could you at least consider the Jets? I think they're like in the 13-14-1 range, so... 
it's a great division. You know, we all assumed the AFC West was going to be by far the best division. This uh, this AFC East has been impressive. So I don't know if you like the Dolphins. Do you bet them now, or do you just do you wait a week here, assuming they're they're probably going to lose to San Francisco? It's a it's a fascinating race. If they if they beat San Francisco, well, you're not going to get yeah. that price. Exactly. You know that's, so that's the problem. Yep. You know you know and, and and there's you know I don't think they'll they'll beat San Francisco. I mean I I think when you look at their team, you know they played some defenses that have been great when they played good defenses new england opening day buffalo week three you know the the ravens were shutting them out until the fourth quarter and then that became Even a disaster pittsburgh, yeah. pittsburgh shut them down i mean a coach that knows how to play them seems to do it but certainly it wasn't detroit chicago houston or or uh or uh oh well pittsburgh was one of the team but pittsburgh actually pittsburgh had five interceptions in the game that they didn't catch Yep, it's been, it's been all Houston, Chicago, Detroit. Well, it'll be interesting to see him against a good defense, you know, outdoors. No Armstead, I think, is a big issue, especially against that pass rush, too. So just to close out that division, the Bills are minus 225. These are DraftKings numbers. Miami's plus 275. To take a, a look into Will's brain, which is very smart what he did there as a professional handicapper, he's saying, I'm going to get a longer number on Miami because my assumption is they lose at San Francisco. So that plus 275 will lengthen. The Jets right now at DraftKings ten to one, and the Pats at twenty five to one. That is a oh, that's a fascinating division, Michael. Buffalo, it is, but I mean, here they are. They're twenty five to one. They're twenty. The Patriots are twenty. This makes no sense to me. The Patriots are twenty five to one, and everybody's betting them to beat the the the, the Bills tonight. The sharp betters. We've seen that number fall five and a half down to three and a half. I, I okay. mean, I think it's I think it's a trap. I really do. I will say this. On the, go ahead, Will. Now, as like as somebody who bets these games every Sunday all day, once the ball kicks off, it, it, it's anybody's guess. It's all there's so much luck, there's so much variance. I sit there when I have a good week, it's like wow, I could have lost all these games. I sit there when I have a bad week, wow, I could have won all these games. There's so much that variance, luck that goes into this, whether it's calls, bounce of a ball. You know, Jacksonville, Baltimore last week was a perfect example where. Uh, I had Jacksonville, and boy, I was right and wrong about eight different times just in the last five minutes. So once the ball kicks off, it's sort of uh, you're, you're sort of in the, the the hands of the gambling gods, so to speak. Yeah, and you just got to be objective, and you got to call yeah. a spade a spade. You got to be willing to say, "Hey, I didn't handicap." Like we took Indianapolis on on Monday, Patrick and I for the betcast, and we were wrong from the start. Yeah, we I mean, wrong. that was that, yep. that was wrong. That was the wrong. Even if Indy would have come back, that's the wrong handicap. And I think if you take that mentality. You got a better chance. Save yeah, those two I timeouts. Totally you still got them. I don't know if he, he, he use them this week. Does Indy start this week with five timeouts? I don't know. Well, I mean, well, look, that it's, was... it, that, yeah, that's a whole <laughs> horse of a whole other color. Well, and it's but it's really what people like Michael Lombardi were saying is like, yeah, it's a cute story, but when it mattered and when it really mattered, completely froze. So you yeah, it was cut really Saturday bad. No, it was so bad. I will say this though: they didn't, they didn't not score because they ran out of time. They did get stopped on downs, but that's not excusing it. That was really bad. I get what he was trying to do, where you have three timeouts in pocket. You figure, hey, if we don't it, score here, we can at least get the ball back. But I mean, you got to call timeouts. I, I, I know that what was he really was trying. I know what he was thinking. I think it's inexcusable. Forty-three yeah. and a half on the total tonight. Will I don't know if you have a lean either way. I think the key to the game can New England get pressure, especially without blitzing, especially with Buffalo's offensive line issues. Tend to lean under here on these Thursday games, but Mac played well here. I think it's about the right number. I'll actually, I'll go over just because, like Lombardi said, I mean they played in the playoffs last year. Buffalo went seven touchdowns and a kneel down at the end, so 
Uh, I'll go over here. I think Max playing a little better. Yeah, I mean, I think if it's New England, New England's got to keep it under. They got to control the ball. I mean, if you're betting New England, you got to think the under because you got to say, look, we're going to run Ramon, Steve, we're going to milk this clock. We're going to slow this game down as much as we can. Yeah, even 24 20 goes over, though. I mean, 43 and a half is a little low. Yeah, it is. Two, low. two of the three went over last year. Michael mentioned 33 21, December 26th, the day after Christmas in Foxborough, and then 47 17 in the wild card round. It's a tradition now, so we'll ask you about it. Minnesota's laying three, hosting Mike White and the Jets. Early window. What do you got? I actually think, as much as I like White and I like the Jets, I think this is a tough spot for White to go into that building. That's a very good home field advantage for Minnesota. The Jets have a really good roster. I think White is is a good move, and and they're going to be probably a playoff team here, but I would actually look towards the Vikings here. But, boy, Vegas is telling you what they think about Minnesota. You look at the record, they're home, and they're only laying three here to the Jets. I mean, look, the Minnesota's got to be one of the most fortunate teams of all time. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I asked this on Femi of the podcast. I'll ask you, Will, if, if Mariota doesn't get that ball tipped, is Washington a two-and-a-half-point favorite against against the, the Giants? I mean, sometimes these lines are so set based on what happened last week, and you just said it. I mean, Minnesota should have lost New England last week. They had a, a couple really good calls, and they've had – they're the luckiest team if you rank luck in the NFL based on an algorithm. They're the luckiest team in the NFL. The Jets are the fifth luckiest. Reminds me, two years ago, Pittsburgh was 11-0. Nobody really thought they were that good. Eventually, that stuff catches up with you. Okay, no well, doubt. Michael's point, no is, doubt. Michael's point is well taken. All these markets are reactionary. So Washington walks out with a win, but if you watched it, I mean, that was a Deron Payne tip away from a loss. Great job, Will. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Thank you Will. very much. All right, thanks for having me, guys. See ya. I'm obsessed with this Commanders-Giants situation with two games in three weeks. We're coming back with that next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 